0: Hey chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I have attorney David Eltringham on the call. He was a guest in the past. Uh, this particular interview and conversation is is a lot different than the first one. Um, you know, with, with David, we're both parts of strategic coach, members of strategic coach. He's actually been all the way up to the highest level. And a couple of years ago, he invited me to go with him to a special event they had. And I was definitely rubbing elbows with a lot of people doing a lot of amazing things, not just financially, but just transformative in different industries. It was, it was really cool. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a referring relationship, collaborating with Dave on, on patients and his clients and uh, being able to communicate on strategic coach. This particular episode, we dive in a lot of stuff like how to have a you know, transformative practice versus transactional. We talk a lot about communication, Zoom ideas. Uh, One one of the things that he did when the pandemic hit, reached out to me and we had a virtual coffee and we caught up and and discussed things. Uh, We just, a lot of different mindset stuff that he goes through and and, because it was a big transition for him for sure. As many of you know, in the personal injury world uh, during the height of the early part of the pandemic no one was really driving and so obviously down here auto accidents were down new cases were down our personal injury has gone down as well Um, i don't know if you have a personal injury practice but we also talk about how to do it ethically and have a health-first mindset instead of a money-first mindset. And so we dive into a lot of great topics. And I think you're going to get a handful of things out of this interview with David. He's just a, a wealth of knowledge. He's, he's got a lot of um, experience and, and he's gone through a lot of great things and some challenges. And he shares uh, some of that. But ultimately, he's looking at all the really good things that are coming from this uh, reshuffling of the deck. Instead of focusing on the on the difficult, uh, which it's there, so um, I have no doubts you'll enjoy this interview. Um, I enjoyed it. I always learn a lot. Luckily, I get to talk to him more often than just the podcast. Uh, But enjoy, and I will see you on the podcast next week. Have a great week. All right, welcome to the show again, David. I really appreciate your time. You know, for our listeners, uh, I highly recommend listening to our first episode and I kind of spotlighted that in the introduction, but we're going to dive into a little bit of a different topic uh, just for a little background. Uh, Dave is a a personal injury attorney down here in Boca Raton, Florida. We have a great connection, not only working together, but we both happen to be strategic coach members and um, we, we learn a lot from them and we've applied it to our businesses. And today, we're going to have a conversation on that given the 2020 circumstances and uh, a little bit of insights uh, f- on this. And we're just going to have a nice little conversation. So welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, Kevin. Really appreciate and uh, good to be back, man. It seems like a lot has happened since our last show together.
0: Well, you know, it's funny, too, because uh, we're rolling into November right now. And it was in November of, I believe, 20. 20- 18 that you invited me to chicago for the the strategic coach game changer workshop um, how long ago that seems now right oh my
1: oh my god it, it, it's kind of funny when you think about where we were back in february of 2020 let alone two years ago and where we are today and, and how much our everything i mean you know the country has changed our or everything everything we knew about our you know the way we used to live is it's totally different from february to now yep. and i think the the one thing that is constant though uh at least for for me is you know relationships with providers like yourself um that hasn't changed and and that's a really good thing because it gives us a lot of uh, continuity and, uh, and a lot of and a lot more certainty as we move on into an unknown theater together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and obviously you and I um, got together maybe a month ago just to kind of catch up and see where things were and stuff like that. And I wanted to ask you like, what has been some of the transitions that you've done and and some of the things that have been obstacles, but that you've been able to transform into positives?
1: Well, you know, I I think it, it, I, I kind of think of myself as probably like most people. Uh, I was completely blindsided by this. Mm-hmm. I, I, how, do you, how do you plan for a pandemic? And I uh, think nobody planned for a pandemic. Uh, and uh, it's really been this kind of exponential learning curve uh, from the beginning. You know, if I think of where I was from the beginning of this, and really, more not where I was physically or locationally, but where I was mentally and my outlook and my mindset to where I am now. I think, you know, personally, I think that I've probably grown as a, as a lawyer, as a, a a business owner, an entrepreneur, as as a husband and a father. I, I think I've grown more in the in the last eight months than I've probably in the last eight years it just it's just really been incredible how this has kind of accelerated and i i think you know i was talking to you a little bit about this offline i think the biggest thing for me uh my my takeaway out of all this is 99 percent of this for really anyone is what's going on between our ears and and what we're telling ourselves what we're choosing to see and how we're choosing to look at this i mean it's it's everything is you know these changes are beyond our control they've been made uh by god or natural forces that it, you know we're just kind of along for the ride but while we can't control what's happening in the world we can certainly control how we see and how we perceive these things that are happening instead of looking at them as things that are happening to us, start to really reposition our mindset and our, our focus to a much more positive and start to look and see what's happening for us. And I think for me, that's definitely been a big exchange because I, I, I was really guilty when this first started. I was like, oh my God, my business, everything uh, it, everything I've worked for is gonna be gone in a minute. And it, it looked pretty bleak and now I'm, I'm seeing a lot a lot of opportunity a lot of really great things that have come about directly because of this crisis
0: yeah and what What are a couple of those things for your for your uh, personal injury in your firm how's that uh transitioning and going
1: well and and I, I can't really speak to your business uh yeah i mean i know i know about your business because I work with uh, so many great chiropractors like yourself and like your audience mm-hmm. and uh but i i think that the legal perfection uh, it has was really it, it almost like magic just transformed in, in a way that it's never been. And it, 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 when I think I, I talk to people about lawyers in general, uh, we're not exactly what I would call as group, we're not what I would call progressive, or forward thinkers, we're more, uh, you know, we, it, our training is really, we, we, uh, we look back, Mm-hmm. Um, even as far as feudal England, to decide what we're going to do today and tomorrow, and we call that precedent. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> you know, and that, that's so, good. Yeah, and really, but it, there is no precedent for COVID nineteen, at least not, not not at least not in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of forced a, a very backward industry and, and an industry that has uh embrace change uh, at the speed of a tortoise i mean we we're, we're really change resistant we yeah. just do things just because that's the way that they've always been done before mm-hmm. and i couldn't conceive of another scenario where we, the, the industry would be transformed so radically where mm-hmm. now uh, in, in particular with the ad, advent of the, the the you know ubiquitous usage of zoom where now we can we can expand our our practice without we don't need brick, brick and mortar locations anymore uh, we we've literally overnight and i think all attorneys become attorneys without borders and the best part about all of this from my standpoint it's you know we've been trying to do this kind of stuff for a long time in my law firm where we're particularly you know, very tech forward. We've been using these uh, technologies for the last several years, but now we have public acceptance. Mm-hmm. And that what's really cool is, I, I, and for, for a guy who owns, a, I, I literally own the real estate that my uh, office occupies. But what's really cool is I don't need an office anymore. And since this has started, I haven't had a single client ask me to come into my office. And think about what that does really for everybody. And I know it's a little different for you guys because you guys are still more hands on, Mm -hmm. but I think you've, you've demonstrated to your audience that there's certainly, you know, paths to revenue and, and, and bigger audiences through leveraging these
0: platforms. Oh, there is absolutely. And it's been one of the things I actually just got off a, a coaching call with one of my chiropractors and we really been looking at is like, how can and this is a, I'm going to use a strategic coach term, which you obviously know is how do you bypass this issue? Like right now I've been talking a lot with chiropractors that from a networking standpoint, um, not from a marketing from marketing we still do a lot of stuff, but from a networking standpoint, we've been functioning with one arm tied behind our back for the most part, but how do we bypass that? And how do we get that arm back and have both arms? And really it's about using this acceptance of, say, Zoom or phone calls to do network. A lot of people I talk to are very, maybe they're shy or they don't like to get out of, uh, out of their four walls. They don't want to go to networking events. They don't want to have lunches. They're busy uh, traveling. Or, or,
1: may, or, or maybe they could be a new dad.
0: How about that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's for sure. It's like, (laughs) you know, no, it's funny because like now when I get like a a break, it's like I want to go home and and see, you know, Brandon what he's doing next, right? Uh, For sure. And so I've been able to bypass it and use um, Zoom or some of the chiropractors I've been talking to to do their networking, right? And so you actually... I remember when this all first happened, we had that virtual coffee, and that was your, your reaching out to me and your idea. And we just sat on a Zoom call for 45 minutes and caught up like we used to at the coffee shop, which was great. And So this is an opportunity for chiropractors, attorneys, whoever to really uh, start leveraging the technology to get virtual networking done. And you really will be ahead of the game because I don't think everybody's gonna be doing it. There's gonna be some, but you might as well jump onto it now.
1: Well, and I, I, you know, look, one thing I, I know, uh, that we both your industry and my industry has, has in common mm-hmm. is that we're both, uh, the wrap on chiropractors and certainly personal injury lawyers is that we're notorious for bad service. Yeah. And, uh, and really what it is, is you, you ultimately have a situation where you have too many clients Um, which you kind of have to have too many clients in order to keep, you know, to keep everything going. Uh, and you're, you're not able to really give them the customer service Mm -hmm. that maybe when you started out as an entrepreneur that, that you envisioned. And, you know, I, I, I think for me, one of the most frustrating things in my business over the last uh, few years has been, you know, being able to, as a business consistently deliver, top-notch customer service Mm -hmm. how do you do that how do you do that and and keep the lights it's it's really hard because you kind of got to keep moving and you you lose in in an effort to keep it all going i think you lose the human connection and when you lose the human connection then you're not you're not connecting with your customers and your patients Mm -hmm. and i think that 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 was something that was really difficult you know for me to balance and it, probably the biggest thing and and then you know finding employees who you know uh, you know have you know share that same belief and that mindset and who are invested in your clients or customers the same way you are but what i'm finding now and and this is i think probably is being able to connect with clients face to face and ha- have a zoom meeting with them we we basically went from a situation where we periodically have uh, Zoom meetings or, or uh, at the time um, before everybody came became acquainted with Zoom, we were doing FaceTime and it would only be like when we had a like a major problem uh-huh. and we had to deal with it. You know, a so client was terribly unhappy about something, there was something going on and then I'd be like, okay. Let's get, you know, get the client on a, on, a, on a Zoom call or Facebook mm-hmm. call. And now I think the biggest, most successful thing we've done in our business, and it's been a total game changer, is every single call we have with the client is via Zoom. We default now to Zoom. Mm-hmm. And so now every single call that we ha- there's no more, you know, hey, let's just jump on the phone and leave a voicemail. It's, we schedule these calls. We're very int- intentional. Yep. we're very purposeful and you know what I find that even with the most frustrated clients I'm connecting in in a way that I, I've never connected before and I could never handle the volume of uh, the client volume that I'm handling from a customer service standpoint but with in-person meetings it would literally consume me and this has just been I mean absolutely huge uh, I, I think by far and above you know for your audience members who are focused in customer service you know i get it you guys have to touch the clients mm-hmm. you have to touch the patient you know it's a very physical thing but i still think zoom's a really great way to stay connected with them even when you're not seeing them in your in your waiting room
0: yeah and even just uh, you hit touch on a few things uh, zoom is better than a phone call especially if you're networking or you know things of that nature trying to connect because you can actually see them you know that they're paying attention a lot of times people will be on their phone and they're like on their phone texting or they're doing something else but when you can actually see them it kind of forces the people to actually be present right
1: <laughs> it's a, it's engagement that's what yeah, it is it's exactly
0: so i think that's a big difference and i noticed that cuz i've had in the past I had coaches that coached me and it would be phone coaching and now when I do my coaching for chiropractors it's zoom video and we're able to screen share we're able to do a bunch of stuff so it really is a higher level of engagement so it's it's really good whether again I think for chiropractors zoom is gonna is gonna be great for a couple of different things one is definitely the networking. And we'll touch on that in a second. And then two is, is definitely telehealth, telemedicine. I know you're doing uh, kind of tele lowering, law. Uh, yeah. tele-law. So tell us a little bit about how you're utilizing that and we could probably extrapolate a little bit to to our profession.
1: Well, well I think it, it goes back to a comment that I made a, a little earlier in our conversation where I said you, overnight we became attorneys without borders. Mm-hmm. And we were able now to take a client anywhere in in the state of florida it it doesn't really matter and the big what i'm seeing and the big difference that i'm seeing is that the clients where as before they would want to come visit your office Mm -hmm. and i and i I assure you nobody wants to come to your office even if their neck is killing them they still don't want to come there um you know because because of what's going on with covid so you know that that's a difficult choice especially for somebody who's in pain but for my clients. you know, there's there's nothing to be gained by coming to our office. So clients that honestly probably would have never hired us because of our because of our location. We have we have one office in Boca, and we're we're in the process of getting another uh, a smaller office opened up in in Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And the but our reach now is just really extending way beyond anything it ever did before and clients that definitely would not have signed up with us before mm-hmm. are signing up and they as long as we can connect with them on zoom or you know that i think microsoft uh teams is you know so, some people are starting to use that or whatever, whatever the, yeah. the platform is i think that they they you know the public accepts that now and you know to me i i don't know you know I would assume that most of your audiences is, is going to be made up of small, smaller businesses like mm-hmm. ours. Yep. Um, and I think that these, you know, the, there's been a reshuffling of the deck, I, I mean a complete and total reshuffling of the deck. Imagine yourself right now, if you're a large employer and you have massive real estate commitments and rent commitments and everything else, and you've got an empty building. Um, whereas now you can be totally agile, you can be a- anywhere you want to be yep. and the public is, is perfectly fine with that and you can grow and, and you can grow your business and you don't have to grow it anymore with bricks and mortar locations. And that brings me to another thing that I didn't even talk about is we're leveraging, uh, we were doing it before, but now we're, we're doing it more where we're leveraging virtual employees yeah and yep. That, so i have a i have a woman now who joined our team um and she was with a really renowned well, several really renowned firms mm-hmm. and uh, she was looking for she was looking for a new job and you know, she's been in our industry for a really long time she's fantastic i probably before covid would not have she probably wouldn't have been interested in coming to my firm because i you know really the she was at, at a bigger places at a much larger scale. And, uh, you know, but the reason she chose to come to work for our firm, is she said, I was the only one saying, hey, you don't need to come back in the office. In fact, you, I don't care if you ever come to the office, just show up on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And we have a, we have a Zoom meeting in the morning, um, we, get, we have a team meeting in the morning. We do that three days a week to start the morning, and then uh, five days a week we we end the day uh, on Zoom with the team together. Uh, it's it's you know become our thing, and we just go over what are our wins, what are our victories today. Mm-hmm. And obviously, not every day is you know they're not going to really be huge wins. Yeah. And I think one of the real things that I've I've been able to do is take the daily grind of what they're doing and the monotony of being at home and all that and sort of get them the team to start seeing the little stuff as the 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 real wins that actually set up the big wins
0: Yeah, it's, it's big. And then you can also communicate via things like Slack. I know we use Slack quite a bit. Um, Same, one of, absolutely. Yeah, and one of the huge leaps that I made, and, you know, I had this goal probably in 2023, which was to reduce my patient care from uh, – I Twenty up to 2019, January of 2020, I was Monday through Friday patient care. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday were half days, but I was basically in the office Monday through Friday. Then January 1, I got rid of Friday, so I was Monday through Thursday. My goal for 2023 was to only treat patients on Monday and Thursday, so two days a week, and the rest of the days focus on coaching our, our online academy, building our business, like meeting, like with, with folks like you and things of that nature. But once we shut down for the month of April and reopen, I said, you know what? we didn't go bankrupt we did okay i had my finances in order prior to that um you know the ppp definitely didn't hurt uh and so i decided no, to sir. <laughs> go, yeah i decided to <laughs> go back and and now i'm only treating patients on mondays and thursdays and obviously you know my my associate dr Gavea, who's great and he's working full time but we communicate on tuesday wednesday fridays a ton while i'm at home working but communicate through slack and and we've had really good um, consistent communication doing that so that was a big leap for us not only me getting out of care as much but also still keeping up our consistent communication so all the tools are there obviously
1: yeah i mean it, and and one of the things that you know to give you a sort of perspective and i thought about this how many and i, I wonder I, I wish i could see your audience and ask for mm-hmm. a show hands. How many people in your audience? How many business owners and entrepreneurs still think they'd be in business if this happened ten years ago?
0: Oh gosh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. You know, I always. I mean, we would have
1: honestly, we would have been wiped out. Yeah, been wiped. We would have been wiped right off the map, and I'm not. I'm not too proud to say that because it's it's the truth. Yeah. And really, be, be i mean—imagine trying to do what we're trying to do mm-hmm. without Zoom, yeah, or that's... without with without these applications. That you know, this this is really you know cutting edge stuff. We didn't have this ten years ago. I don't know that we had it five years ago.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And I didn't
1: think about that. Think think about how disconnected our world would be without this technology. And again, if this disease, if this you know pandemic. Had hit a few years earlier, it would really. I mean, obviously, the the impact is huge, uh, and certainly when you have two hundred and twenty thousand Americans, you know, the lost supplies, of uh, the countless families that have been, you know, uh, affected, the the countless businesses. Like, I I can't imagine like if if I had a if I owned a restaurant or a bar, uh, I mean, something like that. Uh, but you know, we're we are so blessed that. We've had this uh, these technologies available to us to at least kind of blunt the impact of COVID. And as yep. you said, it, it didn't help. It didn't hurt to get a little back, a little something back from our friend Sam. Who it seems like it's we've been in a one-sided relationship with our uncle for a really long time. <laughs> get, we get, we he's got a, back.
0: <laughs> we got a little help for sure. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years, and we've worked hand-in-hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it, and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO-optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you there's just no way around it and if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review the free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility Head over to propelyourcompanycom slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propellyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. I want to take a second to talk about a company that I really respect these guys are great i've known them personally and they just have a high standard in our profession and that is CairoUp. up Chiro up is an online platform designed by chiropractors doctors tim bertelsmith and brandon Steele. i've personally worked with these guys before they've spoken all around the world teaching best practices for a variety of conditions and about five years ago they finally put together an idea that we've all already had ChiroUp is an online platform that holds up-to-date protocols for over a hundred conditions that we treat. The information in these protocols is then used to create take-home reports for our patients in literally four clicks, and they are 100% evidence-based. But the most refreshing thing about ChiroUp is that their mission is built on advancing the standard and reputation of chiropractic care, and that's something I know I can get behind. If you haven't checked them out yet, stop what you're doing now, go to their website and set up an account. First time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code cristy 15 That's cristy 15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. Get started and you can thank me later. You know, it's yeah. been interesting. I, I talked to a lot of chiropractors and obviously we are predominantly a hands-on profession and it's been interesting to see Uh, I've got some practices that are actually busier than they were, and I think it's because a lot of patients that have musculoskeletal complaints don't want to go to primary cares right now because sick people are there. They don't want to go to urgent cares because sick people are there and potentially don't want to go to the orthopedist because they don't want to have surgery because they don't want to go to the hospital or anything like that. So I think in some respects that's helped some chiropractic practices um, that are taking the right precautions to be a little bit busier. I've had some that are about the same. I've had, I would feel like the majority are about 20% down. And then there's some in some hard hit areas like um, you know, some of the cities that really got hit hard are struggling a little bit more, uh, but they're finding ways. I've got a client that's in a big city that's definitely got a decrease in his practice, but he's taken to the telemedicine well and it's, you know, cutting some expenses, doing that and everything. He's he's doing fine. He's going to ride this out okay because he's supplementing with the, the telemedicine. So that's definitely been something that's been helpful for people.
1: Yeah, there's, there's no question about it. And I, I think the other thing you know, for your audiences, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the centers, I think really our whole conversation has centered around communication. I mean, I would say, you know, if I had to name today, today, it's communication, communication, communication. And it's just about becoming aware of all the different tools that we have to communicate and, and leveraging those tools to you know, get a wider audience for your message. And the message might, as, might be something, you know, pretty simple. Hey, look, we're really safe. You, if you're in pain, you can come here. And we're, not only are we going to get you better, but we're doing this in such a safe way that, you know, well, you know, we can't. You know, obviously, nobody can guarantee anything. But you know the the you know the experiences of, of our our patients has been wonderful. We're getting them better, and we're doing it in an environment that is safe and inviting and secure. And yeah. I think that's the, the, the message you guys got to get out.
0: And I want to touch on that because I did share with my audience uh, in the last episode, it was a solo episode that I did get COVID. I obviously shared it with you on our pre-talk and I think. I'm glad, I'm
1: glad you didn't share COVID with me.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. And, but actually on that topic, um, fortunately I feel like, we survived that really well. We, once we were back to full strength and reopened uh, a few weeks ago, we jumped right back to our normal number, numbers and, and I'll, I'll give you some of the reasons why. Uh, and one was we have been taking all the precautions and I never thought that a marketing message of we take your temperature would be a positive sell, <laughs> but it, but it is now. And so because we take all the precautions and people know that, uh, and we were honest with them, and I call, we, you know, directly called the patients that I treated that week, and let them know that it was me, um, they were fine with it, because they knew we took all the precautions we possibly could to do it, and luckily, um, nobody has called us, and it's, I mean, we're we're are three, four weeks out now, nobody has called us saying, I've, I got COVID, I don't know where I got it, so um, either they haven't called us, but most of the patients came back, and so that means we took all the precautions. And though even though I got it, nobody was infected that we know of, or they, at least they weren't. Because you
1: were, because you you were actually doing what you said you were exactly,
0: do. exactly. Like we were taking the precautions, so it decreases the chances if someone walks into this office. Because I mean, it's it's impossible to screen for the asymptomatic folks, right? Um, but right. but if you're taking all the precautions, the chances of it spreading in your office are, are going to be quite uh reduced if if not down to zero like you know
1: really all all, all it is, is is just risk management. Yep. And you're you're managing the risk and your marketing message is security. And yep. and you know people I, I think that people basically they, they we want to be secure. It's it's just like on you know, we still drive. Um, I'm a car accident lawyer. Driving, I, you know, you're, you're you. You guys are chiropractors, so you know, yeah. driving it can be very deadly. You know, very quick. I, I was out on um, set. I was out on Saturday morning with my wife. I've got a five-year-old daughter, and uh, we were we were at a, at, a, at a light, and the the light the light uh, turns green, and then the the lady from the uh, opposite way starts to come through, but I'm waiting because it's going to make a left-hand turn. And and the the light our light had been green for a really long time, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this woman in in a pretty big SUV goes ripping through the intersection yeah. at, at probably fifty plus miles an hour. She's got a cell phone in one hand, mm-hmm. and and she narrowly narrowly missed. I mean, I'm talking you know fractions fractions of an inch hitting hitting that other vehicle that was coming through on the green, and undoubtedly. We would have probably, you know, from the force of that collision and our proximity to those vehicles been involved in that crash and and you, you see just, you know, like, you know how risky it is. But at the end of the day, I'm in a really safe car. Mm-hmm. I've got all the I've got all the the most advanced safety systems. I've invested all this money in my in my security, the the security of my family. And I know every time I go out in the car, there's a risk I'm not coming home because this is what I do for a living. But at the end of the day, it's managed risk, and I put myself, in, you know, I make myself the most secure possible when I, when I go out in my car. Mm-hmm. And I think you know by the same it's, you know it's, a, it's very similar. In in our in you know in particularly your messaging and your audience messaging is like you can't you know I bought my car yeah it goes really fast and that's cool but I bought my car because it has airbags everywhere it has state of the art safety systems it has crumple zones it has all the things that reduce my my risk and my family's risk that's why I bought that car like at the end of the day yeah. and you know and with you know because we always start out. Uh, when we go car shopping every three years, because we love to leave, because we love new cars. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we, we always start out okay, what's the safest car? We start out with the the, the craft, you know, the, the safety reports and all, all that stuff. And then we work our way to okay, we, out of all these safe cars, you know, what do we really like? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really for you guys uh, in your audience. You want to be the safe car, and then you want to be the safe car that everybody loves and is fun to drive. I mean, then, metaphorically, of course. yeah, and,
0: and then obviously use that as a uh, a selling point to your practice right now. I think is a is a great way of doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and I, I think too, uh, you know, you can't for there's a there's certainly a, a lot of people out there who you know don't don't think COVID is as serious. Wow. Um, I I know I know an awful lot of people like you who were were not really you know you horribly affected you certainly affected but yeah. you know it was, it was just a bad couple of days and then on the other hand i i have relatives and and family members and and people who have died and people i know who have been very 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 sick and you know i think there's a huge percentage of our population i'd say the the vast majority of us who really want to just know that when we go out someplace that we're safe yeah and i yeah. i think that's the biggest thing
0: and I think we got to do that for our practices because, again, yeah, it's it definitely hands-on. But I wanted to to shift gears a l- little bit um, as far as sure. m- mindset because I I always look to you as a, a beacon for that. And um, one of the things that you've shifted as well, and this is you know this is unique, especially in South Florida, personal injury, is a, a health-first mindset with your with your clients versus a um, whatever else first there's we could name probably seven things that have gone first in the well it's you
1: i think there's there's i think it's someone's dollars first
0: yes dollars and
1: you know, how can, how can we how can we the lawyers make the most money possible off this client and yeah. then you have the and then you have the client who's the perfect fit for that lawyer is coming in how can we make how can i make the most money possible off this insurance company and off this lawyer uh, and I think, I think that that's, that's a mindset that is um, really, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand mm-hmm. it because if, at the end of the day, good business, and they put the, to good, it doesn't really work like that. Good business is relational. It's transactional. And, you know, relational business is sustainable and leads to, uh, Happier clients. It leads to making you referable. Mm-hmm. It leads to it leads to a lot of long term things. Although it might not necessarily lead to uh, you know immediate uh, aggregation of wealth. It, it it takes it really takes a long time to do it the right way. And I, I think that the biggest myth. Uh, I I'm actually in the process. I'm I'm launching a new website mm-hmm. o- over the next couple of weeks. And you know. I, my old websites got—they weren't—they weren't done by me. They weren't written by me. And that this is—you know—this is what's going to sell in your market. And I said, and and now I'm—I finally like I'm sick of it because you know I want to get my message out, my unique message, my unique brand, uh, and and just get it out there. It's like, you know there there there's people out there who like, like I think of like I, I know you pretty well. Um, I don't know your audience. I know myself. Uh, and I think of if I got into an accident, would I really give a crap what Allstate was going to pay me in two years after they were done screwing me over and playing the game and doing everything? No, I, honestly, it, that's not whatever financial settlement that I would get from an insurance company um, discounted for whatever reasons they saw fit. Uh, that that's not gonna that's not justice yep. um, that's not gonna change anything if I if, you know if I do something to you if I punch you in the face and I really hurt you and then with the other hand I take it out of my pocket and give you a pile of cash is that justice
0: <laughs> um,
1: that doesn't sound like it to me yep. and what I realize is if you take something in this example you, with personal injury victims their health has been taken from them yeah. And, and and the most important thing any of us have and now with covid we know that better than anything um, your health has been stolen through usually through absolutely no fault of your own so shouldn't the focus for the lawyer and the doctors be on doing the best work they can possible to getting the client healthy again
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: that, that that's my, that's my thinking and oh and by the way as long as i've been doing this I've never ever seen a personal injury client get rich, quote unquote, from uh, uh, from a from an accident. Uh, yeah. Typically, you know typically the ins- uh, almost all insurance companies, or, or I'm sorry, drive, I should say the drivers in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, the vast majority of them have between zero and a hundred thousand dollars worth of coverage. Yeah. the uh, the, minimum uh, the minimum coverage, the uh, minimum coverage requirements down here are a joke and the basically even if they get the hundred if there is a hundred uh in in coverage and that usually takes a surgery these days um they're not going to end up with very much and so to say look if you're not going to get rich and this is where you kind of you become an educator rather than you know somebody selling legal services if you're not going to get rich and we can agree up front that everything that you've seen on the billboards heard on the radio and, and everything else in between is, is just nonsense mm-hmm. these companies wouldn't stay in business by paying out these huge jackpot settlements they'd be out of business pretty quickly yeah. so you know apply common sense and let's let's commit to each other that you're going to have a health first mindset mm-hmm. that you're going to go to your you're going to go to your chiropractor you're going to go to your other specialist you're gonna treat for your injuries. You're not gonna treat for money. You're gonna treat your injuries. You're gonna do what you need to do to what I to achieve a, a best possible medical outcome. And what I find the interesting part in all the time that I've been doing this is the clients who are uh, focused on, on their health and restoring their health and healing from their injuries, those are the ones who end up with the best possible medical outcome. And then what always seems to flow from that is the best possible financial outcome. And then, then what ends up happening is the client gets a maximum settlement. The the doctors they get paid what they deserve to be paid instead of hearing some nonsense from the lawyer about hey sorry, We need we need you to waive your bills again, mm-hmm. and 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 the client ends up getting really good and fair compensation, or at least the most compensation that that is going to be afforded under the coverage available. So I think the whole key is health health first, health Mm -hmm. first, to try to beat it into the wings.
0: Yeah. And I want to commend you because it's like, I stayed out of personal injury a lot for years. I really focused on sports and and just kind of regular stuff, but I I definitely wanted to, uh, you know, get into that, but I was always concerned with the negative aspects of it, but uh, getting to know you and connecting with strategic coach, I really, I realized like, Oh, there can be a health first way of doing this. There can be an ethical way of doing this. These people that do get in accidents, do deserve our high level of care. And if you go about it health first, um, you know, that's you're going to f- get people better, you're going to feel better about it. And ultimately, what we've been able to do in, in our community is position ourselves as the, the, the chiropractic group to where um, if an attorney's or, or if you're finding us on Google or a patient's referring us, um, it's going to be legitimate injuries and cases it's not going to be that malingerer or that person that really doesn't have much going on, but they want to, you know, obviously try to, and we them. talked
1: a, we talked a little bit about that before yep. we got, you know, got on with the audit. Mm-hmm. And we, that's something we learned in strategic codes very early on and they call them you know, right fit clients. Yep. And I think but when we first when I, we first opened up and you know really for many years, we've been open for I guess about 14 years now. <laughs> and I'd say for a really long time the, the mentality was sign it up. whatever it is, sign it up. Yeah. And that's the worst mentality in the world, not just for me as a lawyer, but I think for, for your audience uh, as doctors because honestly there's nothing worse than a, a bad client or a bad patient. They're non-compliant. They waste your time. They complain the loudest. And guess what? No matter what, these people, no matter how good your services are, no matter how great your job you do, no matter how hard you work, these people are never going to be happy. And they're always going to say bad things about you. Yep. And so what I've learned is, you know what? It's just not worth the money I'm going to lose someday in the future because of these people.
0: Yep, I, I agree.
1: And, and, and you know, I feel, sometimes I feel like David Spade in that credit card commercial for Capital One. No, oh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> and, you know, and and I, but I And I used to have a really hard time saying no. That, mm-hmm. That's just like, because it, and again, I think it goes back to the other thing that they teach in strategic code, which is you've got to look at this from, it's all about your mindset. If I look at it from a mind, and I think this is the default mm-hmm. for most uh, businesses, it's about scarcity. It's a, it's a mindset of scarcity. Oh, I better take this case because I'm never gonna. I may never get a case again. I'm like I'm like competitors. What they're doing. Blah 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 blah. Or I may not. You know. I I you know this this is a really good you know, pip case. Um. I, you know this this guy this guy's gonna you know end up making me a lot of money. And it, you know what? It, it's what you really need to look at is a, a, a mindset of abundance. Yeah. I know. That, you know there, there's a ton of personal injury practices out there uh, there there's all kinds of personal injury practices there's someone for there's a lawyer for everyone out there no matter who you are you'll find the right lawyer for you and I always say to these clients when I when I say no to them they, they they're perplexed. What do you mean no? What what lawyer says no? Aren't you guys ambulance chasers? And I'm like, okay, I don't run fast enough to chase an ambulance. I'm fat and slow. And on, on top of on top of that, that's not me. And and what I what I do say is and I and this is something you know, I kind of kind of I, I guess I've coined the phrase, uh, and I use it all the time over and over again. I said, Look, I've been doing this a long time and you know it, it, you know these relationships there's got to be a mutuality uh, and you know when i when i look at your case and when i look at the, the surrounding operative facts i um, i know based on the wisdom of my past experience that you're going to be disappointed with the result based on your expectations and guess what i i don't want it to ever be a lawyer named david eltringham that disappoints you i'd rather have some other lawyer disappoint you Mm-hmm. And, and they will. And then some at some point in the future, you're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I remember that guy. He he did tell me my case was terrible. And he <laughs> did tell me that, you know, my expectations were too much and and, and whatever. Uh, and I, I found that uh, very effective. It really disarms them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I've had people where I'm turning down their case and they're, they're thanking me walking out the door.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they weren't.
1: They weren't a right fit.
0: Yeah, because you know what happens. I mean, you know what happens. With it, but for my audience, it's like if you try to pigeonhole that person into a case, they end up getting all this stuff they didn't need just to try to build a case, and and then it's still not a case. <laughs> you know, it's it just becomes a a mess, a vicious cycle, basically. So. And, and
1: um, what what ends up happening is they don't like you by the end of it. They don't like you, and they're never going to remember what you told them last year when mm-hmm. you first met them, they didn't remember any of that. They're looking at they are looking at today and they're saying, wow, this is terrible. I had a terrible experience, but there's a poor outcome here. I wouldn't recommend this law firm. I wouldn't recommend this doctor. And when you get bad press that, you know, we, mm-hmm. you know we've been through it. Um, it's, it's really tough because it, if you do a really great job, you wouldn't be lucky if they tell one or two other people. And, mm-hmm. if, and if they think you did a bad job, right or wrong, they're going to tell a lot of people.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. But I, you know, I want to thank you because we've definitely, you know, changed our messaging really made it health first. Not that we were like doing anything, but we didn't really know what to talk about. So now we've, you know, really cleared up our messaging on that, the expectations of our patients and referrals. There's been a couple of attorneys that we have worked with in the past that I have kind of noticed things aren't really, uh, Kosher in a sense. So we've decided not really to work with them and, and just focus on the relationships, whether it's our patients, our audience, or, you know, great attorneys like you to to do that. And I think chiropractors can learn that lesson is like personal injury doesn't have to be evil. And you can be a chiropractor that works with personal injury patients and attorneys, and, and do the right thing and get great results and get paid what you deserve. Like personal injury, frankly, in at least in Florida is really the last thing that actually pays us what we're deserved. And so uh, don't feel bad about that. Just do a good job, make it health first and don't make it about the finances and, and just get paid what you deserve. Yeah, and, and and
1: the other thing is and just sort of the kind of the emphasis on that. Um, I don't. I don't really have any uh, quotes that could ever be attributed to me, except uh, the one. uh, And we talked about this the last time I was on your show. It was, you know, based on an experience that I had at a hotel on the West Coast, and it was. It's maximized the relationship, not the transaction. Yep. And I think that. I think that again, it's about mindset. We, you know, we talked about a positive mindset. We talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, connecting and engagement with your clients and, and, and then having a mindset of abundance rather than scarcity, not being afraid to say no. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it all boils down to, if you really want to succeed and play the long game, you've got to, you've got to be relational and relational means maybe not making as much money on every patient or every client um, and and doing whatever you have to do to make that client happy and to make that client a fan. Because it, when you, when you, even on the, on the, on the little cases, uh, you, you know, people, if you, you bust your ass mm-hmm. and you really do a good job, they know it and, yep. and, and, and they're, and, and they're, and they're grateful. And I, I think, I mean, some people will never get it, but I think most people, they get it and they mm-hmm. see it they're grateful and that those are your super fans what you ultimately want to do is you want to basically become i i think of chick-fil-a and i I love i i love chick-fil-a my my five-year-old daughter it it, she goes insane for it and the thing is i'm i'm insane for it too because every time i go there they make me feel great i i know that like when they i know they have a, a process that is second to none. I know that I would never wait in line anywhere else but there. But they—they've taught me, you know what? You're never going to wait longer than five minutes, and you're going to, you're, we're going to make you feel good every minute you're here. And you, and you have these these young kids—they're 16, 17 years old—and normally you go anywhere else, you go to McDonald's, you go to, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, mm-hmm. you're a ghost to them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, especially a middle-aged guy, they're like, they don't even see me. I, I mean, <laughs> I might as well be in another dimension. <laughs> and yet, yet then when I go to, when I go to Chick-fil-A, those, those kids, they make me feel like I count. They mm-hmm. make me feel like I matter. And what it is, is they're experiential mm-hmm. and, it, and, and, and they, they, they make a great chicken sandwich. I think we all have to metaphorically make great, great chicken sandwiches. you got to be good at what you do, and you got to have a good product. But then what separates us from the rest of them is being relational and being experiential and creating your own, whatever your brand's version of the Chick-fil-A experience is. That's what you need to do. And I and I think that that's the 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 secret sauce in all of this. It's taken me a long time to get here, but it's really I'm so excited, and I'm excited by the opportunity to just share it on platforms like this.
0: Absolutely, you know, and it's exciting. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate always having good conversations with you and and some of the insights that you provide. And, and I want to thank you for that. We just had a a lot of good information on communication, on experience and transactions, Zoom technologies. And I think it's an exciting. Yeah, we've been all over the place. No, it's good because that's like, you know, that was our goal is just have a good conversation on like, how can we Start to realize all the positives that are around us right now and not focus on necessarily the, the negatives because they're there, they're not going away anytime soon. But um, if you really change your mindset on things and start getting really clear on your communication and providing that experience for for patients and, and clients. It's just going to be amazing with what you can get done. So I want to thank you for your time. Uh, I hope this is not our last time we have you on your show here. <laughs> it, it can't be, right? No, we got to do it again.
1: We got to so. do it again. We got we to do more of this stuff. I, I think it's, I think it's great.
0: Well, I, I know I, Like just I, to wrap it up, you and I talked about doing this type of stuff in our community to get this health first messaging out there. And I'm excited to, to do that for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I, and I think, um, I think that message, uh, you know, as I said before, earlier in the conversation, if if people didn't realize before how important their health is, mm-hmm. it's the only thing we have. It is the only thing that matters. And I, I know, I know firsthand, I, I went through some major health stuff last year, yep. really unexpected. And and at the end of the day, um, when I was going through what I was going through, I wasn't thinking about money. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just thinking like, you know, like I was thinking about living and I was thinking about not being sick. And I think that's got to be the focus because, you know, if you're, you're sick, there's no more money after that.
0: That's for sure. So, all right. Thank you. And I really appreciate it. And we'll talk again soon. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show.